One Man Revolution, Volume 4, Episode 13. We're back, back again, back on a Friday night, live from the bunker. It's the One Man Revolution podcast. I am your host, the Revolutionary, and I'm joined by the comrade and the Canadian and the thespian and the pragmatist. Yes. Oh, it is quite a week. It has been 85 and a half days since the current regime stole the offices of power. And this week, too many people got shot by the cops. <sighs> sorry. I'm sorry. All my shit's already opened. I have nothing to crack. Yeah, it's kind of sorry. Sad. You guys all suck. See, the pragmatist and I are the only two. So I had house guests who were vaccinated in my house. Well, half vaccinated. I'm vaccinated, so I can kill them. They can't kill me. Um, which I made. I made uh, they were in town uh, trying to close on a house, do some different things. And they brought me beer so that they could stay over a night. And I'm like, no, no, no. You don't have to bring me gifts, but thank you. It is now show beer. Uh, and it is one of our people that does end up commenting every now and again. So I have from Atlanta, Georgia... Uh, from Fire Maker Brewing Company, their Double India Pale Ale, which is called Space Dragon Mission Three. So, wow. uh, yeah, it's got a lot of That's words a lot. on it. A lot There's of a words. lot going on in that. Yeah, from yeah. Georgia, it's got all and kinds all of, of stuff. Yeah, and it is. I can't find. Oh, I have to scan it for beer. Oh, it is eight point five percent. Nice. So uh, I'm pulling a pragmatist. I am, I'm pulling a pragmatist to start it out. Comrade, uh, what do you have over there that you did not crack? This <laughs> particular beverage is Rob's Dubious Double from Hourglass Brewing down the street. Mm. Um, Drink local. It's an American-style double. Uh, it is 8.1%. Uh, it's very fruity, which is interesting. This one is incredibly fruity. <laughs> it's huh. like, yeah, it, it, and it doesn't taste like uh, like like eight percent, which is probably. I'm glad I'm not cycling right now. It's it's odd because it, it it's this one's very close to a Belgian double, and that it's got the right malts and everything. I yeah. just think the balance is off because mm -hmm. the nose is very bubblegum. That 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 makes sense. Yeah, for the it double, would be an American double, because mm. the American brewers like to screw things up. <laughs> Yeah, it's throw a lot of fruit in it. Let's make let's make it a cheese double, and then I, I don't get the I don't get the feeling that they tried to do something funky with it. I just think that this is their own recipe, mm. and it's not a proper Belgian style double. It's yeah. good, but when I want a double, this is not what I want. Correct. Yeah, Canadian. So, so I'm drinking. Uh, 
Sideward Brewing's Prey on Insanity in a red light, red light glass. I apologize for that. Um, it was, <laughs> I didn't, I couldn't open it because it came in a crowler. So this is the last of the 32 ounces today. <laughs> and then, then I'm going to finish that and then work on my Mr. Black uh, um, old fashioned. They call him Mr. Mr. Black. Mr. Black. Oh, uh, Thespian, what do you have over there? Um, so I am finishing up the Ever Classic Bud Light. Ah. But that I, I had before the show. But um, the comrade was so kind to go to Hourglass and he was going to pick up some cans. I was like, oh, wait, but if they have that raspberry wheat beer, here's my growler. Um, and so they did not have that. So he brought me home the Honey Bell Tangelo wheat beer. And it's very light and smooth and yeah, and a, a, an okay, okay beer. Not necessarily my favorite raspberry wheat, <laughs> but they didn't have it. So it's not his fault. He did a good job replacing it. It, it sounds like we're coming into summer with these beers. Yeah, and that one, yeah, yeah and, it's very much yeah. a, it's a, it's a, it's a clean wit beer with yeah. a, a hint of Tangelo in the back end. And pragmatist. Well, from uh, the 21st Amendment Brewery, whose slogan is Brew Free or Die, (laughs) I've got their Blood Orange IPA. That's a great beer. Coming in at a pleasant 7%. There we are. I haven't seen a a 21st beer in a while in Florida. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think there's huh. just too much local competition. There is, and I'm not in Florida. That's right. You're in. <laughs> I'm just saying, I miss you're those in, beers. They're good beers. You're they're, you're in that. Living in your wait, you're living in my future. <laughs> we are. We're living in your future. Uh, and it was a beautiful day. It was gorgeous out today. Uh, you know, kind of hazy, but beautiful. Uh, yeah, they, the yard guys liked it because yeah. it's not sunny. It was overcast. So this week, a lot has happened. A lot of things that really drove me to the point of not of uh, blocking several people on social media because I'm just done with some of these people. Uh, I, I don't. We don't have to cotton to anything that people have to say any longer. We don't have to be in toxic relationships anymore. Uh, and the one thing that gets me that is definitely something that, that is incredibly toxic is that they don't realize how gaslit they are. Mm-hmm. A lot of conservatives, what they don't understand is the, the, the pinnacle of conservatism, and correct me if I'm wrong, panel, but the pinnacle of conservatism is to make so many what-if scenarios that you can't ever make change because you're so tied up in what-ifs that you can never change anything. So you always stay with what you have or try and go backwards to, you know, that better time that didn't really exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, comrade than Canadian. Okay. Uh, just, I would say that that's not what conservatism should be. No, it's, it's not. not the original concept behind it. I think that's the Fox news conservative, right? It's, it's this, it's a train and, it, and the creepiest thing about it is it is a trained response because it doesn't matter who you talk to in the United States of America. If they are a, a proper red blooded right wing person, air quotes, Mm. they will always have the same responses Mm -hmm. for any given topic. It is a coached trained thought process and it's creepy as hell. Yep. Canadian. So, so I read an article about uh, why we shouldn't play devil's advocate. Mm. And, and the reason not to is it 
is it generates disingenuous arguments just like, well, what if the a brick falls from the sky and breaks your car? Got you on that one. Because because it makes up uh, arguments that are not likely to happen. They're not things that are real. You need to have a discussion on what's actually happening instead of saying, well, if you if you let gay people marry, next thing you know, you're what? What about dogs? Right? I mean, I think my favorite stop? one on that on that vein is, uh, well, right. if if you let if you let gay people marry, then someone's going to marry a roller coaster or a train. Right. But, but like, that's that's because we're used to people playing, making an argument against something, so that people have to justify their position when that something doesn't actually isn't of actual value. Yeah, and it was really it was kind of yeah. interesting. I didn't articulate it very well, but it's a really interesting perspective that we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't encourage that. We shouldn't support people playing devil's advocate. Yeah, comrades, unless they have a real position. So, and, and I may be reiterating what you just said in, diff- in different words, but uh, I, I think playing devil's advocate is a very important thing, especially when you don't have the diversity of, of opinions on a, in a panel. But I also think that the the, the, the counterpoint that don't play devil's advocate because it's nothing but poor straw man arguments. The reason why that is, is because that's all you get right. from the other side. Like I have not heard from a, from a, a self-identified conservative slash Republican, a proper well-reasoned argument against a thing. All mm-hmm. I've ever heard are false equivalencies and bad, bad leaps in logic. If, if you have, a problem with a specific kind of policy and you can enunciate that without decrying somebody of a certain perceived lifestyle or so-called choice, like your sexual orientation. If you can make that argument without leaning on, well, it's because these kind of people want it, then maybe we can have a discussion. But until okay. then you do not have a valid viewpoint. Pragmatist. I'm going to jump in front of the pragmatist. <laughs> you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Because it's a response to we're sort of having a dialogue here yeah. about devil's advocate. They they weren't saying don't have a discussion about uh, opposing p- opinions. Hmm. It was don't make the straw man argument. Now defend yourself from this angle. Right. 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 Was, and and was, yeah. yeah. If, if you if you have an opposing opinion or you have a question, ask those questions. Have the conversation, but don't just make stuff up to make somebody have to defend it. Right. Right. Pragmatist. Well, I'm kind of segueing a little away from that, but. Let me just that's say, why I Jim, wanted, that's why I wanted Jim to Jordan, before you got in, Jim Jordan's <sighs> testimony this week, or Jim Jordan's questioning of Fauci this week, oh, was yeah, one of the yeah. most so typically GOP. Yeah, and it was a whole lot of you know when when is it going to be okay for us to have our freedom back, you bastard? And it, it was just such a sad, sad, horrible thing. And, to and did you and, did you listen to Dr. Anthony Fauci's response? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He tore him a new one. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. and I liked it when Maxine Waters was it Maxine who said Maxine Waters yeah. shut your mouth. Yeah. Shut your mouth. You got to do mouth. what the chairman says. Shut your yeah. mouth. Yeah. Yeah. It just blows my mind when you watch anyone's interactions with Dr. Anthony Fauci, who is uh, eminent virologist, eminent epidemiologist. He understands this stuff. He is the person in this country you would point to if it's like, hey, how do you stop an outbreak? It'd be this guy right here. And because he was so lambasted by the previous administration and the previous administration made a lot of decisions that they attributed to Dr. Fauci that he didn't make. 
Right. That they would they went against what he wanted that wanted wanted the uh, government to do, but yet what ends up happening is oh well we behind closed doors he said this it's like no I never said that but they gag ordered him basically Can and I they didn't put him in there go ahead sure yeah from the interchange because I yeah. have, I have uh, just to further the discussion for our listeners who maybe don't know what happened yeah. right please do uh, uh, um, Representative Jordan basically said uh, quote uh, we had a certain amount of time to slow the spread. Uh, we had 15 days to slow the spread, turn into a year of lost liberty. <laughs> what metrics uh, has happened before, uh, rather, what metrics have to happen before Americans get their freedoms back? To which Fauci responded, you're indicating liberty and freedom, but this is public health, and this yeah. is to keep people from dying. To which uh, Jim Jordan later stated, quote, your right to go to church, your right to assemble, your right to petition your government, freedom of the press, freedom of speech has all been assaulted. <laughs> by that's Dr. Fauci, right? By Dr. Fauci, because that's the man right. you're yeah, talking no, to. He, yeah. yeah. A representative of the federal government is pressing this to a virologist. Yeah. yeah. My, my, I want to go back to, to one of Dr. Fauci's most important credentials, because mm. there are lots of people who, who do, uh, epidemiology and virology and all that what they can't do is explain these complicated concepts to normal people yeah and that that's 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 why he's in the position he is because he can break it down into political speak into person speak into news speak in a such a way to communicate the message that needs to be communicated and that's that's brilliant that's why he's where it's yeah it's the concept of explain it like i'm five if you are a proper expert you can break it down for the layman to at least understand on terms that they can they can grasp right but he can also explain it to people who know better yeah true in their terms i mean he's got he's not just a mouthpiece he knows it and he can explain it at any different level However, when this all started, he did explain it to a five-year-old, the five-year-old in charge. And I think you're insulting five-year-olds. Of what he was saying, he then turned it political and made it so much worse than what. But that's that's the difference between somebody who wants to learn and doesn't understand, and somebody who chooses not to understand. Right, a five-year-old. Right. No, no, no. I, when, I, when I said explain it like I'm five, the point is to put it in layman's terms. The point, like, right. I don't know crap about virology. I do know computers. If you made an analogy to computers, I probably understand. Yeah. It, by the same token, a computer analogy probably doesn't work for a car guy or for somebody who plays violin, right? But uh, Dr. Fauci <laughs> is the kind of person that can make all of those analogies in a way that I can understand. Right. And yeah. that's what that's what matters. But I also want to understand, and I also think that uh, uh, a person who is in a public health position of uh, of being an expert in viral disease yeah. probably has the public health's best interests in mind. Right. And, and everything and everything that Jim Jordan said, everything he said, depri- de- you know, depriving people of church, depriving people of right to assemble, dep- de- those are all things that the GOP have actively been doing, with the exception of, no, even, even church, no, absolutely church, because that would include uh, uh, temples, mosques, and synagogues. Right. Um, so, you you know, you have, so basically what he is doing is he's doing that old point the one finger forward and four pointing back at you, you know? 
And it drives me crazy, and that's another one of those arguments that the you know that the GOP use. And I hate to say it's the GOP, but that's the party of opposition that has been doing everything in in you know ever since the new presidency took over. It's been opposition to everything. Anything that was good six months ago, if it would have been proposed, is bad now. Bad. It's bad. And they are a united front, and they refuse to do anything. And you end up with one person, one Democrat from West Virginia, who then is in the driver's seat for any piece of legislation in the Senate. And he is an a horrible human being. Um, I thought you were going to say something else when you said A. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I try and keep those out. Um, Jim Jordan is one of our viewers' turds of the week. <laughs> so I thought that I was it. Like but see, the problem is with that with that statement is a turd can actually be useful to fertilize things. Uh, Jordan That's would be kind of Jordan would be a dry white shit that has no <laughs> value <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah, the dry the white shit. Anyway. Uh, right. Okay, so quick thing uh, about churches. Uh, when we first moved into uh, this little duplex. Uh, there we're surrounded by a lot of churches and there's one church in particular that their sign has always said COVID-19 or Christ you decide. And that is the only church that does not exist that like it doesn't exist anymore. That sign has, has stayed like that ever since all the other churches have started to congregate again and uh, change their signs and whatever. And it's very interesting. One of the one of the letters has fallen over now. It's great. <laughs> it, 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 it says it says COVID nineteen or Chris. Yeah, right. this may be a bit of a reiteration of what the revolutionary was saying, but but the biggest frustration about all of these debates is somehow the GOP, which controlled the Senate not that long ago and controlled the presidency not that long ago, have made every level of public health lockdown consideration a quote unquote left slash Democrat policy that that baffles me because we had a full year of pandemic under a, a gop uh, white house and senate yep which means that any things that happened either happened against the will of the people in charge or they had to on some level condone those safety measures and, and i'll give you a step further comrade it wasn't yeah. the federal government that did anything because the president of the united states washed his hands of it well, he didn't even wash his hands. He kind of urinated on them because he, he didn't even think hand washing was a good thing. No masks. It was a no, state by state thing. Yeah, it? it was state by state. He yeah. literally made it a yeah. state by state thing, which then pits. It's the best way to divide and conquer, right? If you want to keep a country in chaos so that you can control it, what you do is you let states decide everything, and then the federal government is a hands-off federal government. But, but you would, in, that, in that frame of mind, the, the right wing should be very happy about that because they're all about the Tenth Amendment. They should have been, but they're not because it didn't work out for them. The, Canadian. The, the point you're missing is that what Jim Jordan said is patently false. Yes. Right. Oh yeah, we know that. No, yes. no, but 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 just there, there are no restrictions on freedom to to religion. Nope. Re most churches went virtual. Yeah. You could still get your religion through that yeah. purpose. There were there were restrictions on or guidelines against people meeting in restaurants and indoors and things mm -hmm. like that, but they're still mm -hmm. able to meet 
outdoors wearing a mask. That's yeah. not Hell, nobody went to jail for that. So there was no restriction on the right to assemble. There was a bunch of churches that did a drive-in church. They yep. said come come there to was, the lot, to tune your radio to FM 88.6 right. and whatever, right? There's no restriction on he basically no. lied the whole way and that's yep. that's you know par for the course for him but it's just a false statement. I yeah. mean it shows that he's completely out of touch. Really what he's complaining about is we have to wear a mask. And that's infringing my but, freedom. But he can't say that because but I, I think no it's, First Amendment right not to wear a mask. I think it's worse than that because that implies that he actually cares about this whole mask disease thing. And I and I, I at its core, oh. he because because he he is a new generation Republican, he, new, he, a new gen. Hey, a new generation Republican doesn't care about policy, doesn't right. care about public practices. All they care about is owning the left, right? right. Like beating the I mean. libs. He, he is making that point to for his supporters, not for himself. Right. He doesn't right. care. Right. He, he's but, just but making a point. That's the crazy, like, and, and this is the, the, the point of all of this past year's worth of argument about a virus that's killed a half a million Americans and 4 million people across the world yeah. is somehow we've allowed it to become a, a political issue. This right. shit ain't political. This shit is human. Right. A virus doesn't give a damn what you voted on in 2020. Well, it cares if you believe in it or not. <laughs> but here's <laughs> it's the Jesus virus. But here's the other part that gets me. A lot of the people that I interact with that are trades trades people, uh, people that can't easily work from home, people who are essential workers, um, you know, people who have to deal with the public on a daily basis, who can't just and then they complain about the fact that, well, you know, I work all day next to somebody and I shouldn't have to wear a mask because we're always working together. And I'm like, you work in a, an auto shop where you wear a mask because of dust and you wear goggles because of metal shavings and you wear hearing protection because of loud noises. All of that stuff is federal regulations about your protecting your physical safety and your long-term ability to continue during your doing your job. Mm -hmm. But if someone says you have to wear a mask to go to a grocery store, you immediately explode and say it's infringing on your rights, but you will literally spend eight to 12 hours a day in a mask, in a paint booth uh, so that you don't end up dying of cancer uh, in, in a year of doing your job. Hey, so complain about wearing shoes at the grocery store, right? Or pants. You know, no one complains about wearing shoes. No one complains about wearing pants. No one, no one complains about, you know, uh, uh, again, about wearing goggles, you know, to keep you know, metal shavings out of your eyes. But, and these are the same people who it's like, well, I'm not going to wear a mask. I don't, I don't, it's my freedom. And it's like, dude, your freedom, you, you're, you're probably the same person that says, well, I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to, oh, I'm going to squint weld this one real quick because I shouldn't have to wear eye protection. And it's like, yes, you're right. And your longevity and your career is going to go away because you're going to go blind. You're going to have areas in your vision that you are going to be blind in, you know? And, oh, well, I don't, I should, we shouldn't have OSHA. It's like, dude, you're killing me. Occupational safety and health absolutely keeps you from dying in your job. Uh, thespian, because you've been jumping out of your skin. Thank you. Uh, and I think if it's cute when she does it with somebody every day. You don't know what they do once you leave work. Nor like, do I want you, to. <laughs> no, that's true. Most of the time it's true. But at the same time, you can't trust that they're going to be smart around everybody else. If they think that they can be, if they're at work, 
let's say in an office, like mm-hmm. perchance a CPA's office, cough, mom, cough. <coughs> um, that <coughs> like I, it's just you want to make sure you can't trust that everybody's going to follow the same precautions. So mm-hmm. you have to take extra measures. That's just suck it up and get your goddamn vaccine. But by wearing the goggles, and then I'll go to Kenny, but by wearing the goggles, they are only worried about getting something in their own eye where they would lose their hourly, right? right. They're not That's worried about if you're standing near them that they're showering you with sparks. Canadian. I think that's the other side. No, Canadian. You you are you are doing this. You are wearing the mask for everybody else, not yeah. for yourself. Right. Right. That that's right. the yeah. thing that we we regularly f- people forget about. I don't need to wear a mask. I don't mind if I get sick. Well, I don't care if you get sick either. Yeah. But I don't want you making some other person. That's your choice, right? Mm-hmm. But you're making somebody else. But don't sick you and maybe be making me die. sick? Well, no. that's the oh. thing, right? Like, if you work an hourly job in, in a service industry, you have to be you you must be face-to-face with these people. Well, and, and it is unfair, and frankly, it's incredibly shitty, of every person who thinks that getting their beer at 6 o'clock in the afternoon is more important than making sure that the person on the other side of the bar is still yeah. alive in six months. Yeah. And, and they're, they're selfish people, and a lot of times they're just thoughtless, and I think some people, at least, would be talked to and say, hey, it's not about you, it's about them. right? And that's why they're wearing gloves when they make your sandwich. So that their infection, if they have one, doesn't get into you. They care about you. You should care about them. But the sandwich didn't taste any good any longer when he couldn't having, beat the bread on his chest. <laughs> in having the in having that conversation with somebody who doesn't want to wear a mask, I get the response of, "It's not that bad. It like it just don't." That was don't that worry was the it. Twitter fight I got into. I don't know. We're oh, not ready for that. Oh, do you want to? We can go straight I into mean, it we because. Can do a, an do early one. Yeah, let's yeah, let's do ahead. that. All right, hold on. Are you ready? All right. Social media fights we got into or so avoided. I don't. I don't get into Twitter fights. I just I just say to myself, "You're a tool," and move on. Yeah. But in this case, somebody was pointing out that. You need to get vaccinated. The chance of dying from this disease is one in a thousand. And it's actually, if you look at the numbers, it's one in 600 Americans have died from it. So it's probably a bit better than that, but that's the CDC's thing. Yeah. And somebody chimed in basically saying, no, those numbers are fake. They're exaggerated. It's fear mongering. And the guy said, no, this is what the CDC says. It's this. Yet, uh, and, and his response was, most of those people, 80% of those people were had four or more comorbidities and they were going to die in any way. Some of them were under 24 hour medical attention. They were going to die anyway. That doesn't, that they shouldn't, you know, that doesn't count. Those numbers are inflated. And then Canadian, you also have the other people in that same argument that'll say, oh, and the, and the, the hospitals were all reporting people falling off of ladders of having COVID-19 when they died. And and, And it's like, yes, they could have had COVID-19 when they died and didn't know it. And were spreading it around their community (laughs) and they died by falling off a ladder because they coughed themselves to death. Yes, you're right. (laughs) You know, it's, it's one of the causes that's a, that's a whole different, but, but my response to him was so a hundred percent of the people who are infected with COVID-19 are going to die eventually. Yeah. Does that mean we don't count them? 
right? Because because you're just he's basically saying, well, those Did you know one hundred percent of people with cancer breathe oxygen. Yeah, he, he was gonna say those people were are got affected were already kind of sick, so they we shouldn't count their deaths. Did you know that yeah. life is a terminal illness? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a weird. sexually transmitted disease. It is, yeah. It's 100% <laughs> fatal. Wear a condom. <laughs> um, and his response to me was, and I don't remember, but he, he called me dense. You, you, it's the difference between hyped up numbers and real numbers. Are you too dense to see it? Uh, to which I responded, uh, no, you get the vaccine. Regardless, you get the vaccine to protect everybody else, mm-hmm. Right as well as yourself, but you do it for other people. And he, mm-hmm. he said, way to regurgitate what TV says. Or you practice that in a mirror. Oh. <laughs> and, and I said, no, that's the way vaccines work. That's the way they've always worked. Your ignorance Were you on video? changed that. <laughs> and, and to which I got a lot of praise from other people for that. And he but, shut up. Yeah. But the idea that some people is somebody is sitting there saying, Oh, these people who died, they were going to die. Anyway. They were sick. So that doesn't matter. Pragmatist. And he's only thinking about his chance of dying from it, not the chance that... No, no, no. no. It's no. He's it's going to get it and give it to one of these people who does die from it? more core than that, Canadian. It is everyone has to die. I choose not to live in fear between now and when I die. But and that's it's awful. That, it's that's, awful. That's up to him. Right. But again, we had this Darwinism thing. If it was just him taking a chance, right? You know, there's a random bullet going to hit you and I'm going to go out and get, maybe I get hit, maybe I don't. That's okay. Right. But it's like, no, I get hit by the bullet. Now I start shooting people with it. (laughs) You're, 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 you're responsible for other people's deaths by not taking adequate precautions. You are literally killing people. You don't know. Yep. Practice. You do know. Yeah, I I could follow that with uh, the story about the client I fired this week. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I love client firing stories. I I put up with that kind of garbage from him, and he even he refused to wear a mask. He he tried to have parties. He went out to bars. He went dancing. He played tennis. He got COVID, and was sick for two weeks. And then got over it and said it was just like a bad cold. It was nothing. <laughs> Uh, it didn't hurt me at all. And then I said, or oh, you're going to get vaccinated in six months, right? And he goes, no, I wouldn't put that crap in my body. Do you know what they're doing with that stuff? And it's like, no. I mean, even if they die, they don't get it. No. You know, which is kind yeah. of, I, kind of, yeah. well, we can hope. It, the most frustrating <laughs> part about this is, is again, we are a year and a half in. And we're still having to have this discussion. We're still arguing with people on a regular basis. I have people that I work with on a regular basis who are saying, I can't do that. I'll wait 18 months and make sure that it's a proper vaccine before, you know, I'm not going to be an early adopter, blah, blah, Regardless blah. of the fact that this vaccine has been around for 20 years, but whatever, go ahead. 20 years of yeah. research yeah. to develop this vaccine. This is yeah. not a new thing that just came off the shelf yesterday. Yeah. This is a, a, an old established process with lots of research. Did, did, and have they done the research? Did they try to? No, it's out there. You just need to Google it and say, "Oh, well, but but that's, that's what's just going it. on." That's just it. In the end, none of none of this is about fact. None of this is about what the reality of the medical situation is. 
All of this is about feeling like they are a special part of a group for knowing more yeah. than yeah. the sheep who it's, live in fear. And, and and it's bullshit. Every bit of it's propaganda. It's a it's a crazy Fox News slash QAnon level thing that just makes people feel it, it's it's just like a religion. You it's, feel like you're special because you're in a in a in a different club and you know yeah. more and you're enlightened. It's the flat earth. The flat earth chemtrail thing. Same, I, I like it to religion because it's easier to spread and, and everyone feels like they're part of it. it and it has become a religion, uh, yeah. quite honestly, because if, if you get into a discussion with them, it's just like when they dismiss any other religious values, when they dismiss whatever you have to say. When I talk about progressive politics with people and I'm talking to a staunch conservative person that their only argument is you're wrong. And I'm like, well, no, this is this. Well, you're wrong. That's the you're same as that's the same as as. And I'm like, well, no, we need infrastructure improvements. Wouldn't it be nice if you could take a train from Orlando to Los Angeles? It was a high speed train. Yes, you know. And if you had I don't some fly well, that would be great. <laughs> but I'm saying, wouldn't it be nice to have that? Wouldn't it be nice to have uh, roads that? I mean, we have bridges right now that bridges that are 75 years over their. Uh, you know, they're, 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 they're born on date and they need to be repaired or replaced, but they don't care about that. And then they say, well, I'm a self-made man. Uh, I, I, I never got any help from anybody. Uh, I made my entire business from nothing. And then when you then when I say, all right, well, that's really cool and all. So you don't use highways or the police or the fire or schools. So you went to a private school that your family did or banks or the millions of things that are that if we weren't in a society, you wouldn't have. So unless they live on a farm where they are on a fully 100% sustainable environment where they make everything from scratch, they are not Self-made. The Amish you know. aren't even self-made. <laughs> no, the Amish still use well, our roads and whatnot. And they uh, have yeah. car tags. What's, yes. what's even funnier than all of that is my personal favorite that I constantly hear from white 20-something males, which is taxation is theft. <laughs> and then I look at them and I go, that's funny. Did you drive here? Yeah. Uh, do you use the internet? How do you, uh, But also, a lot of those taxation is theft people tend to be back the blue. Yep. And uh, uh, pro-military. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which are, which are 100% funded, which are 100% funded by tax dollars. Well, what, what blows my mind is forget the generally understood socially funded programs like the military and the police. Yeah. Look at subsidies, corn subsidies, oil subsidies, soy subsidies. The reason why the cost of a lot of the things we use every day are as cheap as they are is because our tax money subsidizes those industries. Yeah. Your your tax dollars keep the cost of products down. Yeah. It ain't theft. You're benefiting from it on an active basis. You just choose not to see it. And and even and crude oil itself, oil itself is subsidized yeah. and oh, it is shown very clearly what a change in subsidies can do by the schedule that uh, the former president, number 45, uh, put, you know, he had a schedule for removing those subsidies leading up to an election so it would look like there was a problem with 
gas prices. And if he would lose, then those gas prices would look like they jumped overnight. And that's another huge thing that's that people are sitting out there saying, yeah. oh, well, look, you know, look, look at gas prices or look how high they are now. This is what green energy does for you. It's like, no, we are around the world. Gasoline is like eight dollars a gallon if you yep. if you total it all up. You know, we're getting it for a quarter what it's actually worth yep. on the open market. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'll, uh, I feel like the Canadian, we'll, we'll go, that, we'll go Thespian. Was first. Yeah, Thespian. I was first, but mine's just kind of like a little one-off. So Canadian, that's, that's all mine is too. Oh, great. Well then I have to add on to it. Well, even the flat earthers admit that they have believers all around the globe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that is my or favorite the international, point. Yeah. Uh, nationalist movement. Yes, yeah. yes. Yes, I saw that today. That was ah. <laughs> no. I'm I'm actually thinking. I think all those subsidies should like go away, um, and you know they're they're poorly handled. In you know Exxon gets four billion dollars a year for what they're making thirty billion. They don't need. Subsidies. They don't need us to pay the money, but and so they prioritize the United States in their distribution of oil. Yeah, yeah, but it's bribes. We, we, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. Let's face uh, it. A lot bribes, of these things are bribes. Yes, I think they should have individual bribes. Personally, I'd like to benefit from that. Um, but yeah, the 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 reason I raised my hand was because I was wondering if it was. If it was wrong to call him Dolt Forty Five. Oh, that's a nice one too. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah, mm. that's good. Um, that's that's that tastes kind of good. Like it's not too late. It's not too the, late. The, I feel like that's imagine, a good parody song. Imagine you've just drunk your your Dolt Forty Five, and now you're in the phase after it's empty. Now but you're it, twittering on the you're t- like, you're it's trying to 45 and two impeachments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was never impeached, comrade. I'll tell you right now, you guys are all it's a liberal a left quitting. lie. He was never he was never impeached. No, he was impeached twice. Impeached he just twice. wasn't convicted twice. He wasn't convicted in the Senate. Yeah. What is it? Oh, May, I, just, May I can't be writing this parody right now. I have a different parody No, no sorry. <laughs> to follow to follow the rhythmic structure, it's 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 dope 45 and impeachments. And impeachments. Yeah, impeachments. Dope, it's Dope 45 and impeachments. Yeah, that's the new band. That, follow, that follows the rhythm. Dope 45 and, Five impe- and impeachment. Wait, Dope 45 and impeachments. And the, and the, there we and go. the impeachments. Baby, that's all we need. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no, no. The band I don't is like Dope 45 like and it. impeachments. I've already nice. started a different way. I'm, I, I'll get it there. All right. I was going for Afro Man. That's fine. <laughs> I know, but it, don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it, after after I sing the parody that I have to be working on right now, and we'll get to it later. We should come back to that in the second half. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's why I'm not bringing it up right now. And so it does. So every time I get into one of these discussions with, and I, like we started the top of the show with, when I get into an argument with conservatives, and all they have to say is "What if? What if? What if?" Or "What about?" That's my other How favorite. About, what aboutism? The "What aboutism?" is the other side. I love all of that stuff because the arguments are circular. Because you can always get them back. And at the end, when you come back to them again, after an hour, and this is why I said that when Comrade said it was more like religion, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Because the minute you get back around to it, it's like, oh, well, Jesus is still Jesus is still God. So uh, all everyone else is a heathen and they all die. <laughs> but, but, and it's but, like, what the? Okay, fine. So you just that's go, how well, you win. When, when yeah. conservatives have to invoke God yeah. 
as their answer. They've lost. Then, then, then you win. Oh, but, yeah, but it's that's not. usually I, followed with, and but, this world doesn't matter at all. Yes. But if, if yeah. I it's just a testing ground. It is a testing ground. Then let uh, you know trans people play sports because it doesn't matter. That's right. <laughs> I, the, the 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 issue though is that winning and losing is is not the correct viewpoint on any of these discussions. None. Like, we shouldn't be worrying about winning and losing. We should be worrying about having somebody actually understand the argument you're trying to make, and and that's where all of this becomes so frustrating because all of all of the well I should say all but. The vast majority of right-wing arguments are bad faith arguments, mm-hmm. not yeah. meant to help their opponent in a, in a discussion understand their perspective or, or idea. It's more meant just to make you feel bad about the ideas you have. Right. It, and, especially anything coming out of Congress, right? Yeah. 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 And Fox News. They're all yeah. about either grandstanding for a crowd of people who are going to agree with you. Yep, vehemently, or about making you feel bad for your your opinions. Well, one of their tenets, one of the tenets of their religion is the fact that that all resources are scarce and a small number of people should have control of them. That is one of the tenets of that, that if you give anything to anyone else, it takes away from you. Mm -hmm. Pragmatist. And then the paradox I hear from those same people is that there is an abundance of wealth available to people who can just reach out and get it. Yeah. But at the same time, they go, but as, as soon as I get mine, you don't get any of it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And it blows my mind every time that happens because I got into a, I, I did a lot of blocking this week. And I think that the reason that people were so shocked is because these people weren't friends of mine on, or, or followers of mine on social media. They were people who were ancillary, secondary. All my posts are public. Um, and then friends of friends start to pile onto them or I make a comment and because everything I do is public, you know, people then jump in and and make a comment and I'm like, look, um, you're wrong. (laughs) Everything you're saying is absolute horseshit. And so, and so, uh, I, I'm not going to argue this because it, it would just make me, it make me, it would make for toxicity in my life. And I don't need that. So when I find that, that the only thing I, when, when I read something, that someone posts at me and I get angry about it and they're not a person that ever, that would affect, and they're not a person that can affect my life. They're not a person that is in my life. They're not a person that I respect enough to have a conversation with because I don't know them. This is a person I might've met once 15 years ago at a car convention or something. And yet they immediately act like, well, we're best friends and you're an idiot because you believe X, Y, Z and you, you should, attention. and you should follow, you know, you need to put on a red hat and a, and a swastika because we're all marching on Washington, you know? And I'm like, no, I'm good. You're a, but no, that's not how this works. And so I just go, okay, well, I'm going to make this point and then I'm going to block you from my life forever. Or until you forget that I blocked you, then I'm going to unblock it. And then you're going to say, I had someone who went, I don't know, man. I'm seeing his posts again. This is weird. I'm like, yeah, because I unblocked you and other people who are your friends are commenting on them. And now you're seeing my stuff again. And what did I do? I blocked them again. You know, because they reminded you why they were blocked. Yeah. Well, because they they did the whole thing. Canadian. Yeah. Well, I th- this is sort of irreverent, but I was wondering if you block more than one person or is that a blockchain? Is that what that is? Oh, my God. <laughs> 
quantum computers will destroy blockchain uh, within five this years. I'm putting oh, that out no. there. But but so so we could we can have a whole. Do you want to talk about Dogecoin now? Let's talk about Dogecoin and to the That's moon and how it's worth because, absolutely nothing and people think they have money. And and but but somebody came up with Dogecoin and yeah. put his money into it. Probably Elon Musk, since he is the one promoting it. Like it's like the the best thing ever. Yeah. And I heard so goes back to the mass thing that I was going to bring up earlier but didn't get a chance. I heard the guys doing my yard today talking about how they got some Dogecoin and it's doing really well. And I'm like, dude, you just bought air. Yeah. You bought nothing. Yeah. It, yeah. it can go away in a heartbeat. They and also I also have, had wonderful chin diapers in the pictures that you sent. <laughs> yes. Well, no. So so there were a total of three guys working on my yard, two of them without masks entirely, uh, just never, never had them. Uh, oh, the but third one just happened. The third one was the chipper guy, and he came walking up all prepared with a mask. And I think he saw nobody else wearing a mask and said, uh, heck with it. I'm just going to wear it on my chin. Um, <laughs> but I was inside, so I didn't care. Uh, but when you had interactions with them, Canadian, did they, and you had a mask on, did they then put a mask on? No, they did not. But I oh. also didn't get close to them. Okay, we good. were we were eight we feet were apart, more than six feet away yeah. at every single interaction. Oh, good, good. So. comrade. So to, to get back to Dogecoin, um, <laughs> we can have a whole segment on Dogecoin is, if you want is, to. This is sometimes a tech podcast, and, and let's yeah. talk about Theta as uh, well. Yeah, well, I don't know. Theta, and the Chinese but, creating but, new uh, a new currency in their country. So go ahead. But the interesting thing about <laughs> cryptocurrency is. It has the same origin as every other form of currency in the mm-hmm. modern world. Mm-hmm. A current a currency is nothing more than a subjectively agreed upon thing of value, mm-hmm. right? The or, dollar, for many decades now, has not followed the gold standard. Right. My United States dollar is not backed by a real, tangible, scarce product. It says in God we trust on it, comrade. That's it, what it's. It, that's it, what it's backed by. It's it backed by back the to- Lord and Savior. But but even the gold standard gets back to a weird thing, which is that humans Value collectively gold. agree that the shiny yellow thing is worth money. Yeah. It, it, not, sorry, not worth money. That's that's not the wrong word. Has, <laughs> Has value. Intrinsic value. Yes. Yeah. Like diamonds. But, right. But but here's the problem. Rocks. Yeah. Here's the problem with Dogecoin. And and in, in comparison, Theta, which has no actual value, is worth more than Dogecoin. Yeah. Um, because Dogecoin is is entirely made up. It is a guy saying, "I got a million pieces. Do you want to buy one? It's going to cost you thirty eight cents." Yeah. And okay, here's here you you have this ticket that says you got a piece, and now you can trade that ticket and make money. But the guy who has it, he owns it all. Yeah. And so if whatever happens, it can just vanish. It he he could literally vanish. pocket all of the money and walk away. All of it. Yeah. Uh, the the thing about theta, I don't know if you know what theta is. I learned about this. Um, I could explain like eighteen different types of cryptocurrency right now. So theta, uh, okay, theta so is I'm... not a cryptocurrency per yeah. se. No. It is a blockchain. Yes. Yeah. Used to for uh, uh, transmission of video, so it yeah. shows ownership of video, much like much like the art digital art stuff, mm-hmm. but it's it's saying that you've got ownership of this video, you can stream it, you can give it to other people, and it's verified that you own it. Um, the problem is that, is... is that the NFT thing? It's, it's like similar NFT to NFT. Yeah. Okay. But the, so, but it has no value, but it is a valuable thing, right? It's because like, it's backed by a piece of content. 
well, you can't, you have to have a, a theta <laughs> to actually own the video. Right. So it's like saying walnut is valuable, yeah. right? Because you can't make a walnut table without a piece of walnut, right? It's, right? it's that kind of thing. So people are buying theta, which is not a tradable, you can't buy anything with it. Yeah. Just to hold it because they think it's going to be valuable. But, but I mean, which I think perfectly illustrates the whole thing about blockchain currencies in and of themselves. I mean, I don't recall if we were talking about this on the show or not, Revolutionary, but we were recently talking about it. Um, blockchain itself is yeah. – the reason it has value is because the standard that it's built on is – and I'm probably not tell, telling anyone out there anything they don't already know, but the idea behind it is, is that you can – there are so many of these pieces available – the only way to get them is to generate them, so it's mining them, based on very large prime numbers. And so the idea here is, is that if you have a significant amount of computing power, eventually you can then get a significant amount of these coins. Or if you don't have the ability to mine them, you can just purchase them from someone, and that drives a price up. And now these coins, the most, the most common one is, of course, called Bitcoin. And Bitcoin has doubled very recently over – and it's the same way the stock market works. It's People give it value and therefore since it's been given value, it has value that can then gain value. But the entirety of Bitcoin, anything built on blockchain, as I said a few minutes ago, has probably between three and five years before it becomes absolutely worthless – because of the infiltration of quantum computing into commercial application. So my big, you know, so I've been saying this to my students who are like, oh, I'm going to go make a billion dollars on blockchain. I'm like, well, get in there, get your billion dollars and get out because you got three to five years because there's a hundred commercial quantum computers out there. And it won't take much time before a government like China, who's trying to develop their own cryptocurrency, is going to use a quantum computer to back that currency so it can't be broken. So therefore, once you have a quantum currency, then you're done, because the other ones, the other the ones based on that to to try to decrypt and and take control of one of these blockchains, yeah. requires so much computer power that it's not possible to do it with modern computers. Right, hundreds of years. But, but with quantum computing, you get a much higher calculation rate. Yep. Um, I'm not sure what they're called in quantum computing. Uh, and therefore, it doesn't take as long. And mm -hmm. even if it takes three months, you, you can crack that's them not, off. That's yeah. not the 300-year threshold that Bitcoin Correct. Or whatever. Right. And that's the only it, thing that makes so, Bitcoin valuable is that so, it yeah, can't so be broken. Bit, Bitcoin and actually Theta as well, based on some yes. very quick research that I've done. Very good, sir. Uh, that part of the value of Bitcoin as opposed to Dogecoin is that Bitcoin has a finite limit of the Correct. amount of coins that will ever exist, which is mm -hmm. one billion. Yes. Uh, theta also has only 1 billion in existence. Well, it's because they based maximum. it on the same idea. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. It's the same kind of calculation yeah. process. Are they probably the same numbers, mm -hmm. right? It's almost the same. It's the exact same algorithm. Anything yeah, on blockchain yeah. technology is based on the same algorithm. But what is it, what's interesting about something like Dogecoin is that it has as many as, will, as anyone is willing to produce, uh, which means that there, there are theoretically an infinite number of coins and that value, by extension, is is infinitesimally smaller. 
Uh, Bitcoin. Yeah. I don't know what Bitcoin's current trading ratio is, but it's something around forty thousand dollars a coin. Yeah, right. Because right there's now, which is insane. Yeah, and and people with Dogecoin are excited because they hit ten cents a coin yeah. this week. But what but, they also don't understand right, ten cents a coin yeah. makes a shit ton of uh, of profit if you spend a thousand dollars on it when it was less than a penny a coin. It, it, yeah. What it does is it makes a shit ton of profit for the guy who owns six billion coins right. who started the whole thing. Right, and the fun exactly. part about all of this is just like U.S. currency, which is backed by nothing. If he, if the creator of Dogecoin wanted to flood the market with more Dogecoin and reduce the cost of Doge, reduce the price of Dogecoin, he could do it. Because all he has to do is go. Except, I just released. I, I, I he, if he wanted to control the market and destroy it because he wants out, right? I mean, he t- he gets his profit. He gets the billions of dollars that he wants, and just crashes it and kills everybody else. And and it could happen. I'm not saying that it would happen. I'm just saying it could but, happen because it's backed by according nothing. According to the properties of blockchain, would that not? It's be not a blockchain. It's not a blockchain. Dogecoin, Dogecoin is not a blockchain. It's backed by blockchain, but it has no set limit of the number of coins because they are issued coins, not mined coins. There's no one ah. billion coins. Yeah. So yeah, so this is occasionally a, a tech podcast. <laughs> I always love when people when people hit us up later. I, I've had people go, it's like, hey, you guys are talking about politics. Then you guys started talking about uh, the internet and, and this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, because we're not just one facet of people. But also, they <laughs> tend to overlap a lot. They do a yeah. lot. Yeah, currently they do. And China... Like real estate. So, real yeah. estate somehow, yeah. somehow money and politics overlap. I don't get it's it. It's strange. Yeah. And one of the it interesting used to. It yeah. didn't used to. <laughs> it always has pragmatism. Back when there were theocracies, it didn't back, really. back in the good old days. Back in my day. Back when the Pope did shit in the woods. Wait. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but the thing that always gets me about all of this is now that China is uh they they, they this past week de- uh released their cryptocurrency. Uh, because they don't want other types of currency to be traded within China. So there's there there are several there are several. It's Ant, I think, is the company that was that that was uh, that was being utilized, uh, kind of like a Venmo company. But they also were providing loans. They were providing uh, other financial services, and they went to Ant and they said, "You're done." We're not going to let you trade anymore or use your service anymore in China. And the Chinese government developed their own. Well, when you base a currency on blockchain, which is basically what China has now done, and said we control that currency as a currency, uh, you're going to have some problems with, I don't know, maybe the U.S. be wanting to be hackers and destroying your currency as a method of, uh, you know, of, of commerce. I mean, this is one of those things that it's an interesting thing, though, because in a place like China, where a lot of the products that are used to mine cryptocurrencies are created, mm-hmm. uh, the the country has the opportunity to to deny the world the supply of a certain thing or to clone that product without regulation mm-hmm. and create their own mining outfits and yeah. and and create a prohibitively vast collection of these of these certain blockchain collections yeah. that the rest of the world wouldn't be able to compete with. Yeah. But it's their own and it will have value. And they wanted, and again, they stepped forward 
where we are still deciding what com- I mean honestly we still don't even know we still don't even know how to do anything around here I mean I I go to are, my I go to my university and mention over municipality internet provision yes we we don't know whether to wear the mask under the nose or over the nose that's where <laughs> we're at it, pandemic for over a year and most people still don't know <laughs> but, which way but it from goes. but from an actual internet policy standpoint we are still in the fucking 90s yeah even uh, I would say, yeah, that I would say yeah, right at the, the 90s. 90s. Yeah, yeah, you're right. the 90s. Oh, I miss the 90s, the robber baron I era. I do. <laughs> the robber baron era of internet. Oh, it was so nice. I met I met the pragmatist in the 90, early 90s, early 90s. That's you know, I could have bought Bitcoin for a dollar a coin. Yeah, we're all sitting around at and the I same thing. And I turned that down. Yeah. Saying, no, and, I don't and understand. Do you know what would have happened if you'd bought Bitcoin for a dollar a coin? I would have sold it at five. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So don't lament that you didn't yeah. keep it. Now it's worth 50 grand. No, oh, you wouldn't have kept it. I, and I love all the people out there with Dogecoin. They're like, I'm riding this as far as it goes. And people are like, Ooh. I'm I'm selling you know, I mine. I the same thing about the American Girl doll that I still there have it is. in storage. Yeah. Well, I've a well, I've got a friend that's like, well, I'm selling all of mine because you idiots are going to be stuck with it and I'm going to have dollars. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I think that that's more important. And again, mm-hmm. because it uh, because uh, if he's if he and he got it for a, a, a penny, and he's selling it for twelve cents, that's a good profit. Yo, that's a thousand dollars just became twelve thousand. That's exactly guess. that's a profit. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go tried ahead. to get into Dogecoin when it was five cents a, a coin, and I'm really mad that the the wallet system was not accepting new people. Yeah. At the time, because right now it's over you know it's, it's over a dime a coin which yeah. meant that it would have doubled my money yeah and again and, and, as and a system data, which is but, the latest hot one for people in the know yeah you, you've got to get a wallet you've got to yep. buy some bitcoin you've got to transfer the bitcoin to an exchange you got to use the bitcoin to buy the theta yeah. and then you have to transfer the theta to your wallet and you can't yeah. get rid of it right yeah exactly yeah. and i'm with the pragmatist i think uh, i think the, the barrel <laughs> would be the important part at that point yeah, yeah sucks on the barrel of that one yeah. I was going to say, could we maybe move on from this? Because I can't input. <laughs> we should move on to our union break. We should take a break, come back after that. And I, I want to talk so about And okay. I want to talk about the this week in the pragmatist making the front page of Yahoo. Uh, ooh. <laughs> ooh. Okay. And, and I will queue up after that about why Florida is a horrible place to live. Oh, I went on that bombshell. Yeah, I know that. It's Florida. <laughs> Our weather was gorgeous yesterday. They made made Florida even worse. (laughs) And on that bombshell. And on that bombshell, we're going to take our union break, and we'll be back in 15 minutes. You are listening to One Man Revolution with your host, the revolutionary. And. The comrade. And. The Canadian. And. The thespian. And. The pragmatist. And the pragmatist. All right. Well, under the uh, under the dis- discussion that I had had, I'm g- I have two beers here, and if I don't like one, I'm going to open the other one. So, uh, this one I'm going to open is the Tart Plum Saison from Orpheus Brewing in Atlanta. Ah, so let's see. Let's see how it is. If I don't like that one, another one's getting opened. There it is. Definitely tart. I'm not getting a lot of plum, though. I'm getting like, hey, you know how your teeth get squeaky when you like uh, chew on like a vitamin C tablet? 
Like gives you that little that little squeaky teeth, or maybe yeah. like a, a sh- like a dill pickle. Hey, comrade, you and I had some really good yeah. dill pickles yesterday at a brewery in Claremont. Garlic dill. Is that your secret rapper, rapper name? By the way, wait, wait, dill gar- pickle, dill pickle, squeaky teeth, squeaky teeth. Oh man, not the worst. It, it says native funk on the outside of the can. Ooh, nice. I'm getting cereal. Is that an ingredient? I don't know. <laughs> I'm getting it from 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 Atlanta. I'm getting uh, I'm getting cereal as the as the predominant end flavor. Um, it was very tart. It was very tart, like actually pouring citrus citric acid into something. That's the squeakiness, and that's the squeaky, chewy, crackiness on your teeth. Yeah. But I'm not getting a lot of like actual fruit. Yeah, it's that feeling. It's exactly there. Yeah, yeah. but I'm not getting a lot of fruit. Not really getting it on the nose. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll keep sipping on it. And if that one doesn't work out, uh, I'm going to go for the Arches Brewing, also out of Atlanta, Italian-style Pilsner called Sprezzatura. A Georgian-Italian Pilsner? That's the... I'm, hey, man, I was just given this yeah. beer, so... <laughs> so so Italian Pilsners are different than German Pils yeah. and uh, Czech Pilsners. Yes, so. they're sweeter. Well, yeah, they're less reliable. They're sweeter. They, they are. They are less. They tend to be less. <laughs> they tend to yeah. surrender very quickly. Yes. The what? The one mad revolution racist podcast now begins only against Italians <laughs> because <laughs> fuck them. Hey, I'm Italian. I can say. <laughs> oh, that's what it always is. <laughs> no, you. At that point, you're just maybe being bad to Don't your hair. Polish joke. Oh. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Keep speaking. Uh, Canadian. <laughs> I, I, I have this up on the TV and I'm just waiting for it to cut out. <laughs> I, am, I am drinking a uh, communist ale. I'm drinking a Robinot red ale from Playa Linda. We have to make a pilgrimage out to Playa Linda, the group of us who are in Orlando. Maybe if the pragmatist comes out, we could make a pilgrimage out there. Come on out. Larry does a great, a great job out there. Yeah, come on down. I used to go to that beach. Yes. It's a ne- the naked side at the last yeah. mile marker. Yeah. Yeah. There was a there was a time when I wasn't ashamed to be naked. Not 13. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to be naked. You uh, guys are ashamed that I'm naked. It's like wearing a mask. Just don't if you don't if you don't want to do it, don't do it. But I'm doing it. You know, I'm doing it. Like everyone is dressed, but the clothes are more interesting. That's right, exactly. <laughs> uh shave for a while. Uh, I'm sorry, comrade. What were you drinking? I did skip directly over you. I got you. more of the dubious double. Oh, of course. Okay, uh, which, which I found out actually was part of the um, the bartender's uh, charity thing from 2020, uh, which I forget the name of it. Um, but, oh, but the, there was a there was a, a community kind of brewing effort that went yeah. towards raising money for people who were not able to go to work at their local bars uh, in 2020 because right, of I COVID. Yeah. yeah, so this particular beer was apparently part of that charity effort. That's an old so beer. So you're, you're doing a, a yeah, it's an old double beer. dubious double? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's Rod's dubious double. No, but you're doing a double of that. Uh, that yes, I, I have two more of them after this because it's in a growler. <laughs> so... Like you know, you know the term growler beer. didn't always talk about beer. We could talk about I what mean, that term is. Can, I, it I'm also relates to, to snapper. It's fine. Yeah. Imagine having a snapper of beer because that's what a growler <laughs> was. Um, Schitzel of beer. <laughs> Thespian. I refilled my Honey Bell Tangelo because mm. I also have a growler. 
Is that what the kids <laughs> yes, are do. calling it these yes. days? Yes, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and thespian, yes, you do. Content is on there. <laughs> I, everybody else said theirs, but I didn't seem to look when I poured it on. Oh, the- don't you dare, comrade! You're horrible. All right, so <laughs> he just put a show title for later, which is just going to make the thespian very angry. Um, Pragmatist, you are drinking well, yeah, Boatswain's like, American IPA. That's yeah. pronounced yeah. bosun. Oh, bosun. Oh, bosun, nice. that's the ship's officer who's in charge of equipment and crew. This is a bosun American IPA. Uh, I don't know who the hell makes it. Uh, what I like about it is it's 6.7% alcohol. has a nice malty flavor to it. Not bad at all. And it costs 83 cents a can. Oh, damn. What? Oh, it's very tiny. It's that, that, what, that perspective. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. It's, 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 it's 12 ounces. Yeah. 12 ounces, yeah. Is it? 12 ounces. Yeah. Oh, it's it just very tiny. One the no. just has giant hands. Exactly. The pragmatist has very big hands. If it tastes yeah, better than a Coors, because right? a Coors hands. is a dollar a beer. If it tastes better mm-hmm. than a Coors, that is a value beer. I, I would say it tastes better than a Coors. They've, they have an ale that is 8%. Oh. That is also about 83 cents a can. It's four ninety nine a 12-pack. Yeah, go. Six pack? Six pack. Six yeah. pack. Go, go. Oh, I was no, like, no. are you serious? Five dollars? How much is shipping? Five dollars <laughs> a six pack. Five dollars a six pack. Sorry. And that, and and now we're all and going to Trader Joe's. Yeah. And it works. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that where that's from? Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is when I this is what I, I drink something like this when I just want to feel the buzz. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I love how we have these great commercials for these products and and uh, none of these corporations are giving us money for them. If only uh, we were sponsored. You know, uh, the well, Bose company i don't know where Could they you are. imagine how shitty of a commercial we would make if we <laughs> yeah, were no it'd be like <laughs> drink bosun when you just I do want have the to buzz say, yeah i i love trader joe's sleepy time tea that's a good monroe monroe wisconsin monroe wisconsin, hey, wisconsin people know how to brew a beer yeah yeah they do. yeah yeah, yeah. So no, this so this week uh we've had a lot as i said at the top of the show we've had a lot of people get shot um and it's not good. A lot of young black males, uh, unarmed, and a lot of the arguments and discussions uh, that have been, you know, on social media are always the same ones. What What can you do? Um, you know, it, it's you, you know not shoot unarmed people. That, that you can start there. So, it's Dante Wright, correct? I believe so. Yeah, da- Dante Wright uh, was shot by a 26-year veteran of the police force because they grabbed their service weapon instead of their taser. Now, this week, this week also, uh, the pragmatist uh, played a, uh, a, a police officer, a sheriff, was it? A racist sheriff? Uh, you're on mute, sir. <laughs> uh, it's a sheriff deputy, but he was, yeah. it was uh, billed as a police officer. Okay. So he played a police officer, and he had the gun belt and everything else on. If it, if you watch this week's Grey's Anatomy or pick it up on one of the streaming services and watch it, you know, in in uh, I'm sure it's in perpetuity. It'll, it will exist forever because that's what I love about dealing with the pragmatist is I can go back and watch his stuff all the time. It's great. <laughs> um, my favorite one is when you turn on like Bad Boys Two, and I'm like, there he is, there he is, and now he's gone. Um, <laughs> now he's gone because I know how much of that was cut. You know, on all yeah, the shows oh, that yeah. you've been on, of how much was cut, and and uh, that's the actor's life, but it's, it's always funny. 
Um, but you had the opportunity to play. Uh, it, was it was the title of the character racist police officer? Or uh, no, it just said it just said police police officer. Yeah. And um, you know, when I read the script, I saw what it was, and I played it heavy that way to begin with. But the director was like, uh, you know, after a first couple of takes, he goes, "Let's pull back a little bit and just make it matter of fact." The the fact of what you're doing is. And it was like, oh, okay. This director was great. He, yeah. Uh, Michael Medico was amazing. Uh, he ran a really tight ship. And, you know, I did that same scene like 18 times. Yeah. And they did so much coverage. They were shooting three and four cameras at once. They had wow. pencil cameras everywhere. It was really nice. But, the, you know, the hardest part for the whole scene for me was getting in and out of the truck. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> not trying to look like I'm straining to get in and out. Yeah. And, and one of the things that, that you did have was you had the full gun belt on as part of the, 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 the yeah. costuming of your, of your part. And you had your, your taser and your pistol, you know, your and taser is on your, your taser is on the opposite of your dominant side. So if you're right-handed, your firearm is on your right. Yeah. If and your taser is on your left, so you have to reach across your body to draw the taser. And it's shocking and surprising to me that a 26-year veteran trainer would mistake those two tools. Yeah, trainer who was on a training, she was on a ride-along training. This person would yeah. make this mistake, comrade. The the training is the bit that that. I'm I'm starting to zero in on it yeah. as like the point of focus in all of these issues, right? What from an, from the outside looking in, I know nothing about police per training procedures, but from the sheer amount of police shootings that occur in this country, we've already had 240 people killed by cops this year alone. Yeah, this, since January first, 2021. This year, yeah. Uh, what that tells me is the police training procedures are inadequate to handle today's situations or they're being trained in a way that leads to more shootings as opposed to a de-escalation of situations. Yeah. The video with, with the, uh, the, sh uh, uh, the officer uh, Potter who shot uh, Dante Wright, uh, her chest cam video shows she calls out taser, taser, taser. They wanted to like, purchase quite a bit of Oregon and as opposed anyway, to whoa, okay. oh, our video is so playing we're for somebody. Some feedback here. Yeah, there it, is, there it is. Anyway, uh, so Officer Potter shoots uh, Mr. Wright, but in the video, she's shouting "Taser, Taser, Taser!" because apparently the procedure is to announce that you're drawing a taser instead of your gun to your to your uh, to your fellow officer yeah. to get them out of the way. She then does not cross draw. She pulls her sidearm, puts one bullet into Mr. Wright, and immediately reacts in panic. If you are a two-decade-plus trainer, there is no excuse for a two-on-one situation leading to a panic reaction. That's, that's the training bit that gets me. You see all these videos with cops very quickly pulling guns, and it's a panic reaction. It is not a measured, considered approach to a situation that requires lethal force amplification. It is a panic. And a police officer, of all people in no situation should be panicking. They should have the resources and the backup necessary to make sure that every situation ends in an undramatic fashion. And we're not seeing that. It, it should be their, it should be their goal. Right. That's yeah. the, no, and, and that's no. not the goal. Let's, let's go one further. It's their fucking job. Right. 
Yeah. And if you don't want to do the de-escalate job, every situation, a police officer's first job is detainment. Yeah. If you don't want to do that job, get a different job. It's, if you can't do the job, up. leave. So, so I had an irreverent question. Um, uh, so we've had roughly 200, let's just round it up to 300. By the time we're done talking, it'll be 300 people killed by probably yeah. police. Yeah. Jesus. Um, which is, which is one in a million in the U S right. Which is about the chance of you dying from a J and J vaccine and they quit distribute. Should we just quit the police now because it's too dangerous? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a much larger sample group of, of death by police than it is death by J and J vaccine. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, no, it, it, one one drives the other. I guess it 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 shows it shows a certain amount of of uh, our our mental state where we can look at something that's going out that's helpful for people and say, "Whoa, this might be dangerous, to people. We should stop doing this this way." And then we look at this policing thing and say, "Well, they were criminals, right?" If they hadn't broken the law, they wouldn't have got. I mean, these are these are these are not my arguments. These are the arguments you hear. If they hadn't broken the law, they wouldn't have been pulled over and they wouldn't have died, right? They're they're justifying this 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 killing machine to to make keep that status quo in place. It's not about public safety anymore. It's about keeping keeping this institution respecting the institution and keep this is this is what we do it's about it's tradition it's it's keeping the institution instead of keeping public health if they and would have just complied if yeah. they would have just followed orders if they would have and my and again this is part this is my uh social media argument that i got into this week um which was someone made that statement well, if they would just comply. And I'm like, the man was complying. Yep. The man was, his hands were, uh, his hands were up. The police officer, and, they, and then they were saying, well, we're arresting you because you have an outstanding warrant. And he, and he moved. He just moved. Well, he's not complying. Shoot him. Hit him with a taser. Yell at him. Scream at him. He's, a, he's, he's obviously going for a weapon. No. He did, he did go back into his car. Be- <sighs> right. Because he was afraid about what was going to happen. Also remember, this happened about a mile from where our current, the current trial I, is going I, on you know, for I, the I, death. Not, yeah, I'm go ahead. I'm not saying that – go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was, I was just going to say, I, with what, uh, going along with what the revolutionary yeah. was saying, in this scene that I played, it Ooh. was very short, but it was very concise. So it triggered a lot of people. Yeah. And the last line I say is, Mr. Ndugu – are you failing to comply? <laughs> and, that, and it was, and it was, and it, and, and when I watched the show, uh, now I will admit I fast forwarded through Grey's Anatomy to find you. Uh, I'm going to do it. I, I'm not a regular watcher of the show, so I can't follow the storyline, but I wanted to see your, your part. I like watching your parts. And when, and when I started watching, I'm like, what a dick. <laughs> Which is good acting. I mean, I know you, I've known you for years. I've known you for a long time. It's like, man, what a dick. You know, I mean that, but that is exactly, and and it did portray, and it should have triggered a lot of people because it was designed and written and played to trigger people. Well, well, the the, the thing that I I I think I mentioned it to you when we were on break is yeah. that I never had to have that discussion with my children. Uh, my I don't have sons, so I never got to say, 
the what my, my friends call who had who have children, my African American friends have who have children call it the talk. Where at some point, you know, when the kids are getting up to an age, now I guess they do it at seven or eight. Yeah, you have to do it very young. It used now. to be not until they were thirteen or fourteen and heading out, and it's like here's what you have to do when you are confronted by the man. And it's not it, an it's, if, it's a when. Yeah, it's, it's when, it's yeah. when. Yeah, and and you will see in that scene, the actor who they're doing the thoughts in his head, and he's going, uh, "Got my license and registration. No, no visible weapons. My hands are upright and on the steering wheel. And when you put your hands up on the steering wheel like that, um, that is to indicate. Sometimes that indicates to an officer, if you're a white person, that means you have a weapon in the car." Uh, yeah. If you have your hands up like that. Yeah, no, that's, you know, if you that's put them there. That's that's a concealed mm. carry practice. Yeah. Right. You you open your windows, you turn the light on in the cabin and you put your hands on the steering wheel. That if you have a concealed carry license, that's what you do yeah. to tell the cop you have a gun. I'm not reaching, not for, reaching it. for it. Yeah. Right. Right. But but I that only works. Yes. As a concealed carrier, I can tell one. you right now I've done it twice. Yes, yeah, yes. well, when I've gotten pulled over and I yeah. don't own weapons, I've yeah. been pulled over before and I've put my hands up there. And when the officer came in very close to the side of the car and saw my yeah. hands and he goes, do you have a weapon on you? And I said, no, I don't. And he goes, why do you have your hands up there? Yeah. I said, I wanted you to see my hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and yeah. yeah. But he yeah. didn't ask me to get out of the car. He just asked for license right. registration. Right. And then, you know, I look like a cop. So say, oftentimes cops just treat me with courtesy. They go, yeah. nice haircut. You, know, you didn't say because I have a bag of Skittles and a cell phone? Oh, <laughs> wow. I, I did say when that one time when I was stopped, the cop said, can I look in your trunk? And I said, absolutely not. <laughs> and he laughed and I laughed. Yeah. There yeah, we go. Yeah. And, and you could laugh because you're privileged. Yeah. That's right. That's right. But if I had been black. Yeah. Yep. yeah, and said so you can't look in my trunk. It would have been out of the car and on the ground. It would have been bringing the dogs, and the dogs just signaled. What, and and the dogs signal, by the way, for everyone who doesn't know, is they sit down, and that can be done by doing this, literally that much motion of a finger, and the dog it, will they, sit. They don't need that. Bringing in the dogs is too much trouble. It'll yeah. just be oh, I smell something. Yeah, yeah. yeah there but you go. just one other yeah. thing, Canadian. Yeah, I smell before, pot. Before I walk away from this. Um, when I was working the scene with this actor, and we chatted between takes and, and discussed it, whatever, and I said to him at one point, just jokingly, I said, you know, we finished the scene, and the director says, all right, and that's cut. And I went, step out of the vehicle, sir. And he goes, and he said, don't do that, man. <laughs> just don't do that. <laughs> oh, that, it hurts to step out of the vehicle, sir. It hurts when yeah. you say Yeah. Man, oh yeah. So I I brought up that he jumped back into the car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, if you, I, I watched the video, yeah. I hate watching these. Back things. to Dante. Yeah, yeah back, back to Dante. To Dante. Yeah. They were they took him out, and he was compliant. And they, I didn't hear what they said, but they're trying to handcuff him. And the the guy doing the handcuffing was completely incompetent. Well, he was being know. trained. He he was like, I don't know what he couldn't do it. And then Dante got back in his car. Yeah. And that's where they went after him into the car to yank him out. And she drew the gun and shot him. Now, what, what you'll probably hear during the, the hearings, what, I mean, she's already resigned. But he had, he had an outstanding warrant. Right. And he had an arrest record once for 
having an illegal weapon in his right, possession. Right. So if they're looking at their computer in their car and they check the license plate and they run this guy down and they get his name and they know that he had a warrant out for he had smoked a joint or something when yeah. he was 12 yeah. or whatever, but he also had been arrested once for possession of a weapon that he didn't wasn't holding. So they would just said possession of weapon. So they thought they were going into a hot situation. And that's probably the justification they'll use for murdering this kid. But but here's the thing. But Kyle Rittenhouse had a wait, slung. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, don't even go there yet. <laughs> go go ahead, Canadian. Go ahead, Canadian. He he the police are trained individuals, right? They should be trained on how to react to this situation. They did not act like trained people. They act like you and me trying to get my teenage kid out of the car because he's going to try to run away from home, yeah. not controlling the situation. And and that, to me, shows how poor their training was and how none of those people should be police. Yep. Thespian. Thespian. No, me first. Okay. I'm going to change the subject. Go. Okay. Um, all right. So I am obviously a uh, skinny white girl. So... Um, when I have to say, when I was arrested that one time, as soon as the first cuff went on, I was very confused as to what was happening. And my arms were being twisted in a way that was very uncomfortable, which mm -hmm. then made me start to struggle. It's a had natural response. A little bit easier with it. I would have, it, it, you know, and it, there wasn't like a, struggle slam me on the car kind of thing but i was just like wait what what are you doing also i was i could not understand their very thick southern accent so i really did not understand like what they were telling me just because they, it was well into the deep deep south um yeah. north georgia anyway <laughs> still um it just it's um trying Trying to uh, identify how easily it can be construed not complying. If that makes does that make any yeah, sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, just re refusing to do anything. Yeah. The, no, the exactly. other thing is it's, commands it's are given, even... and then two seconds they're upset that you didn't do it. It's like That's you're it. trying to understand. Why aren't you complying? Why aren't you complying, boy? Why aren't you complying? It's like, dude, yeah. I didn't hear what you said. Yeah, I, I quite literally <laughs> could not understand what you said. I'm so sorry. I don't, I, the, I'm, under, I'm listening. Anyway. Yeah. So, so all of, all of this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, which is, which is our, our police are not trained to deescalate. No. Right? right. If, if a police officer in a nonviolent altercation, like with a skinny white girl in the middle of the mountains in Georgia, says, okay, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to handcuff you. Please relax your arms yeah. so that there is no tension and there's no conflict. Yeah. And you go, what the shit? You have that moment of going, excuse me, what? And then they can work with you to de-escalate mm -hmm. the situation. But they're trained to surprise. They're trained to do, uh, what, what do they call it? Shock and awe, yeah. right? It's, it's You don't know what's going on, and that's why they're cuffing you the way you are. But like you said, Revolutionary, I'm going to physically react to any level of discomfort in my body. If you're twisting my arm, I'm right. going to move so it doesn't hurt. Nothing yeah. pisses me off more than seeing a guy on the ground with six cops on top of him all screaming at him and three of them Dude. screaming, stop resisting. 
Yeah. He ain't resisting. He's on the ground under five other people. Well, George, George Floyd. You're him in yoga ways that don't work. Well, like, yeah. like yeah. All, all, yeah. Of it, all of it is, is specifically designed to escalate the right. tension of the situation. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry, no civilian should be responsible for the de-escalation of any situation with an armed uh, 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 authority figure. Yeah. Right. The authority figure, especially the armed authority figure, should be the one that is calm, cool and collected and completely in control of the situation and, and de-escalate. Yeah. And yep. de-escalate. See, one of the th- one of the arguments that I've been very clear about whenever someone makes one of these, well, if they just would have complied, I'm like, all right. So when we were all hanging out, uh, you know, later at night after having a few drinks and just sitting on top of cars and and talking and and the police would come by because our music was a bit loud and the music was a particular type of music that maybe someone might be offended by. And what the first thing that my friends at that time would say was hey, fucking police. You know, it's like uh, and and now they are well, they're in the right uh, these people, and I'm like, no. The, remember when we were on the other side of this? That we were being harassed for being in the middle of nowhere in a parking lot with a bunch of cars and a bunch of people who were just having a good time at one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. You know, we're not driving anywhere. We're not drunk and disorderly. There are no fights. There's no nothing. It's people of of color, white people, other folks, just because of the nature of the type of cars we had. And the police would stop by and harass the people of color instead of talking to everyone. We would then get involved and then we would then be on the other side and would always end with the same, well, fuck those guys because they, they're just coming out here slamming their dicks on our, on our cars tell, you know, telling us what to do. And they all somehow have lost that now. And I don't know where the disconnect is. 2016. <laughs> I don't know where the dist- uh, again. I don't know where. Yeah, exactly. Twenty sixteen because slower. It, yeah, it was a slow burn. Yeah, from the Tea Party on. Yeah, two thousand eight. Yeah, two. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. It, it's also called getting old. Uh, but see, you and I don't understand that because I don't understand that attitude of getting old. I, I don't understand either. But yeah. I, but but I've seen it, and I've yeah. seen people who judge the behaviors of the next generation as as inappropriate or look at the way they dress and they're loud and they're rude and they don't know how to stand in line hey. and they can't do this and they're very judgmental. Hey, hey, Joe, and Bob, that, Joe, Bob, didn't you have that, a, didn't you have that, a child at 16 with some girl? Yeah. I mean, paints their attitude towards that generation and yeah. they're already negative. So yeah, they deserved it. Cause you know, those young people today. Yeah. It, I wanted, I wanted to it. double back on the concept of complying with the police and, and, and how that should work. Oh, with the police. Uh, there was uh, 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 an incident on the 29th of March in Chicago between an armed police officer and a 13-year-old boy, <laughs> to which uh, the boy was running from the police down an alley. Uh, a singular police officer was chasing him down said alley with his gun in hand, screamed, show me your hands, show me your hands, drop it, show me your hands. The boy then stopped running, turned, and raised his hands. In the time between when the boy stopped running and the police fired his gun and killed this boy was eight tenths of one second. Yeah. Eight tenths. Now, turns out he did have a gun in his hand, but he also 
dropped the gun and showed the police officer his unfilled hands in an unthreatening position. And he was shot and killed anyways. That's a 20. Just complying doesn't cut it. That's 24 frames of video. If the video was filming on the cop's camera. It was. A a body cam. It's 24 frames. So this is the level. The level of defense for the Chicago police officer is, well, but in the video, there's one frame that shows a gun in the kid's hand. Yeah. One frame. One frame. That's that's one twenty-fourth of a second. Uh, One thirtieth. Here's my thing. The cop is the person in charge of that situation. Correct. Right. Yeah. He is. He may feel his life is threatened, but you know what? You know, that's his job. Yo, yo, no. Let's let's back it up one more. If you feel your life is in danger, why are you singularly chasing an armed individual down a dark alleyway in an unknown situation? Yep. Right. If you have any level of tactical training, which this guy was a military veteran and a five year cop. If you have any level of tactical knowledge, you don't chase an, an, an unknown armed assailant in an alley. You could be That's chasing a 13-year-old in, in Afghanistan down an alley to a group so, of al-Qaeda. So I, I, I mean, that's you don't the, chase them. But I'm saying that's the military so, mind. You don't chase a 13-year-old kid because you could be right. being drugged into a bad, bad situation. Right. I, I agree with you guys. Yeah. He wasn't afraid. I'm not mad at no. you. I'm just mad at the situation. No, no, no he wasn't. No. But you're right. That yeah. makes no sense. Why would you chase this guy if you're afraid? You call for backup. He's heading down this thing. You guys need to head him off. You're chasing him because you think you can get him. Yep. Yeah. Right? You are yep. not afraid of him. You think you can get him. Then why is your when gun out? stops and turned around, he shot him. Yeah. And so now you have to think, well, he didn't think he could get him. He thought he could kill him. Yep. Yeah. And that's, that's all he wanted he to do. Draw. The kid stopped. And he gets killed. He was waiting. He couldn't shoot the kid while he's running because he's going to miss him. He had to wait for him to stop to get a good aim and kill him. And if, no other, and if you're in my mind, there's no other explanation for no, why that there, happened. There's no, there's no other justification for how that occurs. There's none. <laughs> and if you're and if you're anybody who is a person of color in the United States of America, this just showed. And again, thirteen years old, boy, a a, a kid was shot and killed in cold blood by a, by a cop, and the kid followed every step of the cop's orders. Every single I mean, step. I, I, All this tells you... Because Tamir Rice was killed by a cop. Well, well, Breonna yep. Taylor was killed sleeping in her own goddamn bed. Yeah. Yep. All this tells you is uh, qualified immunity should not exist. And there is no reason to comply with the police. And ever. Ever. Complying with the police means you will die. Right. That's what that means. The only reason you don't is because you're lucky enough to be either dealing with a cop who's actually doing their job well or you're white. That's it. And 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 you can virtue signal all day long about blue lives matter all this crap, I don't care. This isn't about my opinion of race. This is about empirical data over an incredibly long period of time with no solution in sight. And how you know we're right about this? Is because Pat Robinson came out today. Yep, and said oh, this is beautiful. Need to quit killing people. Yeah, I mean Pat Robinson of the Seven Hundred Club, who is one of the most problematic individuals in my mind. He and mm-hmm. I will agree on very little. It's but, the one time, yeah. but he he comes out and says, "Police, you got to stop killing people. This is this is outrageous." Yeah, Pat- he he knows it's a problem. Well, Pat Robertson, in the, if you watch the video of him announcing this. Uh, he's got, he actually has a police taser and a police Glock service weapon and he's holding the, the taser and he's going, 
This one's heavier than that one. And he's like literally, he's, by the way, by comrade, you'll love this one. He's a, he's a muzzle sweeping the audience with the glass. Oh yeah. His finger on the trigger. Finger on the trigger as he's moving around. It's beautiful. God God will save them. God will save them all. Uh, No, the the other thing that I wanted to get into, because this leads very, very quickly into this topic, which is the political topic that everybody who's, you know, back the blue and all that crap is going to point to is, well, you Democrats want to defund the police. Yes. Now, there. This is this is a, a, a difficult. Con- it's it's a difficult conversation because that slogan, while good, is just like every other right wing slogan, which is that it paints a very complex picture with a very broad brush. And what? Yeah, I will get. I, yeah, I, I got you. I got you. What I want to get to is that I don't think the police necessarily need to have less money. I think the money needs to go into different things like training, yeah. like better people. Uh, uh, more cops, actually more beat cops in the community and not just a, uh, uh, a deputized cowboy out in the Wild West with his Glock thinking he's going to be a hero. We don't need that. We need cops with nightsticks and 9,000 other cops within two blocks of each other. Ca- ca- Cowboys are using Glocks now? I thought they used Colts. Anyway, no, my, my, I heard somebody, this is, this is, I will take credit for this. But I heard actually somebody use this phrase, but not as a way of rebranding defund the police. Reimagine the police. Yeah. Yeah, that's a right? better way to put it. Re- reallocate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say reallocate. They, they were saying, reallocate the what budget. they said is, through all this problem, we need to reimagine policing. Yeah. And who, I thought, who, man, who that's came a good up? slogan. Who came up with the defund the police thing? I don't know. But it, I thought it was well, someone no, in Seattle. I thought it was be, someone in Seattle. Somebody. I thought it was someone in yeah. Seattle during yes, the protests in maybe. Seattle. Yeah. But but the point but the point of all of that is that what we're saying is our police off our police force number one is not standardized and, and that creates problems. I think a federal police force also creates other problems. So that's maybe not the but, best way to go. But I think federal standards federal can be, can standards yes. for police officers, including I, mental health standards. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so mental we need we need vastly improved mental health resources for our police officers. They deal with a very hard job. This is not to say their job is not dangerous or difficult, but you're a cop. You're you're trained. You should be trained to handle those situations. You should be prepared to de-escalate those situations. You should also have a robust system of resources to help you deal with situations. So someone calls 911. You're the cop on the block. You go down the street. You find a person in mental health crisis. You go, cool. I'm going to make sure that they don't put anyone else in danger, and I'm going to bring the right people to this circumstance. Right. You you roll up into a domestic circumstance. You're going to make sure nobody's in, in, in physical harm. You de-escalate the situation, and you bring in the professionals to fix the problem. That's what we mean. We're yeah. talking about reallocating the resources in a way that better serves the community and doesn't send cops home with a body count. But so, comrade, that so, solves the problem. The Canadians and, are waiting. But the com- comrade, that's solved. It's still my show. It solves the problem. <laughs> it solves the problem and doesn't escalate the budget of the militaristic idea of policing right now. And one of the biggest right. things that we have is I think we need to demilitarize the police, yep. and we need to have the police and uh, policing in their own neighborhoods. So you don't have this idea of the other coming in. So you're not driving an hour an hour to your station, going in and then policing the city you don't live in, where you don't know anybody, where everybody is a villain to you because you don't live there and you don't know anybody there and you don't look like anybody there. Yep. 
You know, and so, I think that's a big problem. Go ahead, Canadian. I didn't mean to steal your thunder. It's just sometimes I have to slap my dick on the counter. Sometimes so I have to slip, slap my dick on the counter. In this country, something called OSHA, we mentioned it earlier. Yeah. That defines rules on how companies and job workplaces have to be safe. Yep. Right. You've got to provide this. You've got to provide gloves and cutting gloves and things for people working on the machinery. So that way people don't cut their fingers off. You've got to provide... And they they're supposed to. They were thought they were going to do mass mandates for people that works under OSHA, which is federally mandated. Everybody has to do it anyway. It's a federal law. Everybody has to do it. So we need the federal equivalent of OSHA. Yeah. For police. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Right. And Shah. it was com- it was completely <laughs> it was completely um, shot down. <laughs> and it was and the most recent version of that was shot down in the house. Uh, because the of the whole, yeah, because of the GOP and some of the Democratic people who are in sensitive areas of sensitive districts did not want to get on board with making a federal standard for something that should have. Are we a nation or are we a group of states? Right. It if we're have in, a federal yeah. standard, yeah, a minimum, it, a minimum implemented, implemented by the states, minimum that is fulfilled by local jurisdictions, minimum. <laughs> just yeah, a no, exactly. create a baseline for ex- expectation yeah. right there should be uh, a budget for so many officers per you know citizen in a given district or whatever it, right it's no different than osha yeah. right right it, but but the thing that gets me is apparently uh, the mentality and the training process that goes into how the police operate is number one priority is getting home safe to your family at night and i'm sorry that's not how cops work that's not the job you've signed up to do. Yeah, right. Everyone should want to get home safe to their family at night, but not everybody is signed up to be a public servant in the name of safety and security. You right? know, yeah. Uh, you know when policing changed, comrade? Poli- uh, after after the Afghanistan war. Uh actually it was before it was uh it was, was it? the policing majorly changed uh after not after 9/11. Right. But but the that was the militaristic idea of fighting yeah. terror and lots of big budgets were given out to to very small police agencies so that they could have their own tanks and whatnot. But it really started changing uh, post-World War II and into the Civil Rights Movement. Because then, during that, because it went from having these beat cops to a bunch of guys coming back from the military from the Second World War who had experience with weapons. And so now they started carrying the weapons on them because now they weren't afraid of firing them. Prior to the Second World War, people were more afraid to end someone's life with a weapon. After the Second World War, since they'd already done it in war and a lot of them came back to become police officers, they had no problem just ending someone's life. And also somebody experiencing severe PTSD is probably not the best to be carrying a firearm in a civilian environment. Can you, you somebody touched on something, and I would just like to point out that the was it uh, Matt Gates? It's Matt Gates. It's Matt. Is the answer Matt Gates? No, Matt Gates touched <laughs> something. Matt Gates. Um, strike touched, for all of you for not touched, giving him his whatever the hell he is. Matt Gates did not touch something. Matt Gates did not touch on something. He touched something. Matt Gates had something touched on him, and he paid for it. Yeah, exactly. Gross. Anyway, <laughs> you, you mentioned you mentioned the. War in Afghanistan. Yes. yes. And apparently we're finally going to 
we're finally going to end it. Hmm. No, we're not, because the Republicans in office are saying that this is the worst idea ever. And it doesn't matter. even no, but, though but it's not, it does, it's not, it's an not their choice. Yeah, it's not a war. The, the, pre- the president a, has his choice in what armed conflicts we help with. Right. right. And we're pulling out uh, as of the... What, he, is it the anniversary of 9-11? He, yeah. he said that we, I, I, I'm not going to 20 years just just for yeah, fairness. Game is weak. Just for fairness, people. Uh, <laughs> Joe Biden worked in high school. Why do they do it now? Joe, <laughs> Joe Biden said that in 2012 that we would be out by the end of 2012. Yeah, so he didn't have any say in it then. <laughs> he, he was not in charge. He's in charge. Yeah, I think I think don't literally, literally too. Literally, he has put the plan in place to do it. Yes, I, I don't disagree. And we should have been pulled out. Of, I mean, and, 20 years is too effing long to be inside of any kind of conflict. nothing to stop him from doing it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. And, but, and, and, you know, destabilizing the region, blah, blah, blah. Our occupation for two decades in the region destabilized the shit my, out of it. Yeah. My, only, my only sadness on this, and this is sarcastic for those of you who can't get it, is that children won't be able to serve in the same war as their grandfather now. Yeah, true. It's so sad. Conflict, active conflict, not war. Yeah. <laughs> so in here's the, same, the other yeah, part about that. Conflict is there because because there are there are kids now serving in Afghanistan who were born when their parents were first in Afghanistan. Yeah. We should never send another troop in anywhere in the Middle East ever. Ever again. <laughs> never ever. Not not alone. So here's the big problem with all of this. And the re- a one. year ago, a year ago, actually it was two years ago. Was it two? I think it was two. Pro, uh, the former Last president. It was, uh, it was Dolt 45, right? Dolt 45 said, I'm going to use yours. Dolt 45 utilized. That's a great one. That's going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be a title. Um, uh, he said, we're pulling out of Afghanistan. He said it. I'm going to end the war. And that was one of the platforms he said in 2015 when he was running in 2016, that we're going to pull out yep. of Afghanistan. We're going to bring our troops home. We should have known better. 45 never had a pullout game. No, he never. No, he has so many children by so many wives. Um, but the evangelicals still love him because uh, I mean, they did have that plan B plan. They did. So um, but here's the thing uh, of all of this, which is what drives me absolutely crazy about it. Now that. The other side of the aisle wants to do the same thing. And by the way, all the Republicans were for it. Everyone in Congress was for it who was a Republican. And now that it is Joe Biden who's going to do something, nope, 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 nope. It's all wrong. Uh, We should never do this. It's going to destabilize the region. We're going to have another 9-11. All of these things are going to happen. It's the worst thing that could ever happen. It's like, dude. A year, two years ago, three years ago, you were all for it. What happened? What was your? What, do you know something that we don't know? Is is there new knowledge from our from our uh, you know from our 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 international partners that's telling us that if we leave, that something bad's going to happen? And by the way, we're not leaving that far. Um, I guarantee you, we're not closing down our uh, our embassy in Baghdad, which is a trillion dollar nightmare. But whatever, you know. Yeah, the, I mean, we're other, just, I think we're just removing our armed presence. Yes. We're, we're removing our forces from Afghanistan. There's still a relationship there. They're still going to yeah. trade. They're still going to help. Yeah. The problem is, is you can't, and this has been true for 17 of the 20, 20 years we've yeah. been there. So long as Pakistan is harboring uh, the Taliban. Yeah. And the Taliban can do incursions into Afghanistan at will. There's no, there's no way to win, right? There's no way to 
get rid of the Taliban because they're not in Afghanistan. They're I mean, we could uh, we could provide arms to Israel and fund them. Oh wait, mm. yeah, um, and and there's no way to. So you're just killing and maiming people for no particular gain. It, it's almost like the political boundaries in the Middle East are a nightmare and should never have been created in the first Shouldn't, place. Should never. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, ask and Iran and Iraq. Yeah. Maybe we should learn, like everybody else, that getting into prolonged stabilization conflicts in Afghanistan is a bad idea. There was a Bond film yeah. that had uh, us in Afghanistan by Timothy Dalton, yep. conservatively the worst James Bond. Um, <laughs> the, the, the worst James no. Bond of all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely the worst James Bond, but he starred with some of the hottest uh, co-stars. It was such a big change in the it's way. Almost John. like the casting director knew what was up. We can get into <laughs> we can get into the way that the James Bond films work. I I, I wrote a we thesis. We don't have time for that. I wrote a thesis on James Bond films. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I will say this: Stratazora, the 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 Italian uh, pilsner that is disappearing. Uh. It works. Uh, it is sweet as an Italian pilsner. It's a good Italian pilsner. Um, I opened it up. The other one was was a, it went down very quickly. You know, as as I would say to comrade in uh, in private, uh, I won't make that statement. All right, never mind. Um, I'm just <laughs> glad we're out of Afghanistan. I think we've been in there twenty years too long. Eighteen, how, nineteen how years long too long. Was- how long was Russia in there? Uh, twenty odd years, <laughs> and yeah. they 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 finally went. Screw this! We we're throwing money down a it hole. Wasn't wasn't Britain in there beforehand? Uh, the after answer, that, yep. The, the answer is correct, sir. Slightly and they were there for is never yeah. going to a land war in Asia. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, really. And it's just so crazy how how we thought or how it was thought. And again, we went into Afghanistan because we're the good guys. Because we're the good guys, yeah. And yeah, it's ridiculous. All of this so naturally is, work out for us. Yeah, and it's it was American imperialism thinking that it's, we could solve the problem. It's our manifest destiny to always win. Yeah. To know, which all of the countries think they're the good guys. <laughs> you, you know that, right? Yeah. There's a fantastic. Well, yeah, that's, that's nationalism. That's how that works. Yeah. There's a fantastic uh, no, exhibit. You're, you're wrong. Canada just thinks they're the okay guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Canada apologetically, Canada knows, except for Alberta, they think they're right all the time. Sorry, sorry, we're we're you sorry. were not trying to usurp you there. We're uh, we'll let you go first. Eh? Uh, uh, you you okay. want some to go with that? <laughs> <laughs> don't don't be upset. Yeah, it, it, again, it bothers me that we are still locked in that land war for no it's, reason. There's literally no reason for us to be there. And the same thing with the trillion dollar reason. And that is DOD profiteering. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, there's money. All about the money. Yeah. Yeah. Because just like the Patriot Act, it's an open ended checkbook. Who cares if 19 year olds are destroyed? Well, we make some money off of it. Yeah. Well, who, who cares if people going into conflict in Afghanistan weren't even alive when the precipitating event occurred? Right. Like that are, are you ready? Insane to me. Th- this guy right here. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll say this guy. This guy cared. I, I think we no, should no, have never gotten yeah. in. And whenever I and whenever I would say that, and I've been saying this for a lot of years on this show. When 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 George W. Bush, uh, President <laughs> Bush, got in and, and said and, and basically attacked the wrong group, is when it opened all of this stuff up. Yep. You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna attack the uh, we're gonna attack Iraq because. You know, we need to get rid of them Iraqis. Weapons of mass destruction. They had weapons of mass destruction, which ended up being 100% false. 
And the people who hijacked the planes and crashed them into the World Trade Centers were Saudis. You know, they're just like Iraqis, so it doesn't matter. uh, It does when we have trade and when the former president is showing big pictures of what he's selling to them. I know, I know. Is is when he's selling things to them. All of the all of the strategic information given to the president at the time was massaged by the vice president. Yeah. And, and a lot of the agents that he had connections with in the Pentagon at the time. And uh, he also owned a significant portion of Halliburton Corporation, which rebuilt everything in the Middle East after it was done. They awarded poorly billions well. of dollars. Weird. Yeah. It's almost like there's no building regulations or anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, so, yeah. It's, it, it was all a sw- a, 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 just a teeming mass of corruption. That only happened because our intelligence agencies either were deceived or deliberately lied to the White House. Yeah. So what happens, not unlike this last Dalt uh, 45's administration, is you have people who are pro-administration yep. in charge. One of the, this guy was George Tenet, mm-hmm. longtime intelligence guy, got put in charge of the CIA, and he was told, present us the information that supports our case. Yep. And yeah. as, well, was, as the head, he did that. And Colin Power went up and lied because of it. Who was the, who was the white-haired, comb-mustached uh, guy that, that 45 brought back from the Bush administration? Bolton. 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 Who was Michael the, Bolton? The <laughs> ambassador to, to the UN during Bush's No, no, I think he shared the name with the, with the singer. He did, and that's the sad part when you go look up like uh, so Michael Bolton. You can just call me Mike. Yeah, yeah. It's not Michael Bolton. That's not George Bolton. I don't know. Um, no, but but yeah, he was he was a huge war hawk. Yeah, in the w, in the W administration, and right. and one of the biggest claims to fame that the previous administration, our current previous administration, forty five, was was touting was I'll never bring back any old career politicians. And right. one of the one of the biggest ones he brought back was Bolton, yeah. mm-hmm. who was all about pushing the war in Iraq and Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. That, that was his claim to fame. He, he was ambassador to the UN. He hated the UN. He wanted the UN to, to die. <laughs> ambassador yeah. Yosemite Sam, we got <laughs> yeah. no, exactly. He was terrible. Yeah. And as we, he wasn't, he wasn't confirmed. He was appointed. Exactly. Not he, confirmed. He was a standing, standing. Yeah. Like yeah. And again, I'm, and when people ask me and I had someone attack me with the, will you tell me what, what, what this, what this joke of a new administration has done? And my answer has been, I don't know. Politics, politics is really boring right now. Uh, if it wasn't, I mean, we're talking about police. We're not talking about the latest misstep of the of the president we're not talking about a, a tweet that the president said they is made the I, executive branch boring again i yep. wake up in the morning and i check twitter and it's the woman's art from the night before there's not like yeah 20 pages of crisis going craziness. on yeah 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 yep uh, so do we have any well dones this I week i think the thespians have been writing a well done song for us Ooh. I'm almost there. Hold on. I just okay. have like the last. No worries. Let me let me find do, some stuff then. But I do have one well done. Ah. Fantastic well done. As I, 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 I would say well done to Dr. Anthony Fauci for putting up uh, with the Jim Jordan a piece of his mind. Not that it will go to to good use, but. I've um, I have a couple of very good ideas. If I were Dr. Anthony if if, yours, if I, I were Dr. Anthony Fa- if I were Dr. Anthony Fauci and I was sitting in front of Jim Jordan 
and Jim Jordan started going off at me, I'm going, I would say, I'm sorry, I don't want to argue with you. You didn't know that someone was having sexual relations with children under yeah. your tutelage. Next you question. To know that. Yeah, yeah. Next, next question. Go, go, go ahead, uh, comrade. So one's sarcastic and one's legit. I'll start with the sarcastic one. Uh, I want to give a well done of the week to the CEO of MyPillow. Oh. For creating a free speech social media website that will not allow you to take the Lord's name in vain. Yep. Will not it. allow you to use the C word, the F oh. word, the N word, and will not allow you to do something. There was a fourth thing that they're not allowing you to do. It's really incredible how much free speech they're letting you have. And it's um, called Frank. I can, I can, Frank. Frank. I can violate all of those in one sentence. In one post. Yeah. Why? Well, and no porn. Yes, no, uh, no, no adult porn. material. That was the other one. Yeah, no so porn. No, no porn, no C-word, F-word, N-word, and no taking the Lord's name in vain. I don't know why so... you can't say Christian on there. <laughs> uh, so that's my sarcastic wallet of the week for not understanding what free speech means. Yeah, um, or, or confident, then, or creative, I, or I'm just going to use anyway, C-words, all the C-words. Conservative. I don't know, it's conservative. Funny. And I do want to give a shout out to a number of workers currently on strike from the cable provider Spectrum who are now trying to crowdfund an ISP. Oh, nice. As opposed to continuing to work for charter networks and Spectrum by extension. Uh, instead, they are working to have a, an, uh, a shared ownership ISP on a municipality basis. Ooh. Phenomenal. I yeah, love that number one, that. it started with the strike against a very corrupt and horrible ISP and yep. extended into a crowdfunded municipality ISP, which I, I, I believe uh, President Biden has this as part of his infrastructure plan. Mm -hmm. One of the best investments we could ever make in the people of this country is a, is a nationwide municipality broadband, yep. yeah. 10 megabits per second down and up minimum. Just, just a solid, reliable every, internet connection for every single household. Everybody gets internet. Yep, we need that, and I love that this is a step uh, uh, towards working to that and taking away some of the chokehold that uh, uh, ISPs have in this country. And just as an aside, pretty quickly, uh, if people think that President Biden's one point—I'm sorry, two point uh, two two trillion dollar infrastructure plan is a lot of money, which it is. It's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Realize we wasted $1.7 trillion on the F-35, which never flew as an actual joint strike fighter. So $1.7 trillion was wasted on that. Wait, wait. That's I'm going to call you out on that because the Dolt 45 said it was invisible and you couldn't see it. So maybe it flew and nobody saw it. We, uh, never, we will never know. Each one of them was so expensive that if that they weren't allowed to train in them, yeah, you might break it. Yeah, they might break it. No, actually, and, yeah. they were breaking the pilots. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're they very were, yeah. Literally suffocating the pilots flying them. Yeah. So if you think that a two trillion dollar price tag for fixing all of the infrastructure in the United States is too much, creating hundreds of thousands of jobs, good jobs, for all of those folks who are out there who are saying trades are important. And you're not behind this. You don't care about America. You only care about supporting some conservative idea that says that you have to be in opposition to anything a Democrat puts forward. Because we need the investment. I'm sick and tired of all of that garbage. A good One, idea is yeah. a good idea. Yeah, a good idea is a good idea. 
Uh, Despian. Okay, so my sarcastic well done is uh, well done to Bernie Madoff for dying. Ow! That's a good one. Dear Lord! Wow, that was dark. That was so dark. I I knew he'd get out of jail early. (laughs) He did. All he had to do was hold on a little longer. Yeah. Um, I, I, I I guess he made off with this mortal coil. I want to hear it. I, I'm really proud of myself for writing this in like five minutes, maybe just trying to find. Things that rhyme that just remind. I don't even remember what the initial. Just just sing it. I just okay. want to hear it. Figure it out. Let's go. This All is right. the what? Dolt forty five. Ah. Dolt forty five and two impeach. Baby, that's all he needs. They'll go to the cap and walk right in. Try to go get Nancy. As the nation burns, he'll take his turn cashing in on the hate. Stop and grab that pussy like he's Jeff and that hussy and piss on his Twitter's fate. Yeah. Oh. Oh. That's very good. Oh. That's a hell of a well done right there. That is. OneManRevolution.org. <laughs> <laughs> Call now. Call Operators now. now. So, oh, oh. So, so now we have an ad-libbed opening Song. Yeah, we now do. We, we have, have a scattered opening. Yeah. Song. Yep, and we have a credit song. There you go. There it is. Awesome. Oh, so good. All right. How anybody else have any uh any well dones? Uh hey, Positive well things? done to uh Comrade and I. We got our first vaccine last Saturday. Yes. And our second dose is for the first of May. Nice. On May Day. It'll be May. I reached full vaccination yesterday. Yes. Uh, my my friend wished us a happy half-cination. Nice. And we, I, I appreciate that. We are, uh, let's see, so we are three-fifths of this panel are fully. Uh, no, I'm sorry. The Canadian's getting there. This time next week, I will be fully vaccinated yeah. in that I will have been two weeks after my last one. So we're two-fifths. We've all been poked. Yeah. So. And we I don't have to pay twice. anything for 5G now. That's right. And here's the and fun I didn't part. You need to get paid for it. I was I was poked with the Johnson and Johnson and I didn't die. Same here. You're not on birth yeah. control. Yeah. Yeah. You're lucky. You might still be killed by a cop though, so be careful. <sighs> I didn't die and my girlfriend didn't die. That's good. There we go. There's two. Two for two. Hey, uh here's one. Everyone get your damn shot. Yeah, get your shot. Yeah. yeah. Don't listen to naysayers. Get your shot. It's fine. Yeah. I understand it. It's it's one of those things that, you know, if you're letting pol- if you're letting your politics decide or something decide, you know, against your health, you are f- you are following along an authoritarian policy which wants to kill you. Yep. Because they an authoritarian doesn't care about anybody but the but the but the group themselves and the small group that's in power. And so if everyone's telling you not to do it and you're following that, you're a sheep. All right. I think I think only the Canadian and I have uh, smallpox vaccinations. Yeah, I didn't get one. It, they literally I ended them right think before me. I you guys me. needed them. Yeah, we didn't it's need them. It's like they work or something. Yeah. It's like they worked. Yeah. 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 And that's the, queer, the weird thing about this discussion, the, the fight I had with the guy about the vaccine. I'm sure he's been vaccinated for all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like, this is no different than the rest of them. It works the same. It has the same mechanism of working. Yeah, I saw... The difference is it happened after 2016. Exactly. I saw a discussion from a a woman of color uh, who is also a military veteran uh, from the Air Force 
Uh, she speaks out against PTSD. She does a lot of a lot of things on various social platforms. And she said, "Was I hesitant to get to get vaccinated? Yes." But I was walking around Afghanistan and someone would just walk up and poke me with a needle and say, you need this. And I had to take it because I was property of the U.S. government. So I'm sure I got plenty of stuff that I didn't need. Uh, why not just one more? Right. Just yeah. one more. I, I don't know. I, I was going to say I was hesitant about getting vaccine, too, because the Dolt 45 administration, you never knew what they were telling was truthful. Yeah. And so I went and I did a. I don't know, one search trying to figure out what the heck is going on. And I read about it and I read about the articles about how it's been done and its history. And it's like, Oh, this is not new. This is, this has been around a long time. They were waiting for, for the funding. investment yeah. to actually put it into an industrial yep. scale. Yep. That's SARS. It. It's been around forever. Yeah. SARS has been around a long time. This is SARS COVID-19. This is not something, they, this is something new, but SARS not new. COVID. They had the mRNA yeah. technology. They knew yep. how to make it work. Yep. They just didn't want to scale it for no reason. There wasn't a need for it. Yeah. Right. So Absolutely. It's, it's not magic. It's not rushed. It's not, just get it. Just get, save your life. Get poked. All right. So. On that, we will say the One Man Revolution podcast is here every Friday night uh, at the same time here on Facebook at OMR Podcast. We're also available with the highest quality of audio on most places where podcasts are available, whether it is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, all of the you know, Google Pod, you name it. If you search One Man Revolution podcast, you will find a high quality version of this podcast somewhere because I can't stop it from spreading once I put it on seven we, places. We are that popular. Yeah. It's we been are, around so long are, that it just gets on every podcast aggregator out there. Yeah. Every ag- aggregator steals my content, and puts it on there. Even some that I've had to have, I've had to write and shut down because they put ads on my stuff. So it's like, no, ooh, yeah. Ooh. When they insert ads, it's like, no, 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 you're not allowed to make money off of my creative consent. stuff. Yeah, I did not consent. We're not capitalists here. That's right. Yes, we. Yeah. They can put an ad in whatever middle of whatever I. I mean, if they want to pay us, it's different. Exactly. Oh, uh, then we'd be Matt's Gates' girlfriends. All right, so yeah. I'm not going to let him off the hook at all Are they ever. Girlfriends, Never. though. Um, prostitutes. Uh, Ginger. I'm not sure you call them girlfriends. They're trend. They're 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 call girls. Sex workers. Or or Ginger. Sex work. Yeah. Sex work is work. Sex work is work. And it's a lot of work. Especially only. If they're of the age of consent, which in the state of Florida is 18. It is. Which, Even in the state of Florida, he didn't he broke the law, which and, is weird. And if and if you're working for Matt Gates, it's devil work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. I mean, let's face it. Until, he looks like butthead. Until no, he looks like an old dad version of johnny bravo it's 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 beavis not butthead all right so uh so until next time i'm the revolutionary i'm the comrade i'm the canadian i'm the thespian and i'm still the pragmatist damn it get poked and (laughs) ted cruz ted cruz